0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco For more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Is there a place in your life that you feel closest to God? I want you to go to that place. Maybe, Maybe it's just... Outside in general, maybe it's a particular spot in your house. Um, go to that place, wherever that place may be. Where is that place for you, where you feel closest to God? You know, for me, I, I've always been on the go. I've always been outside. I've always loved uh, just being out in nature. Uh, not that I wouldn't say I'm a nature guy, like, but I just love being outside. I love seeing God's creation. I was a junior in high school. And I'm walking up a mountain, I'm with a group of guys, we're talking about life and faith and we just come off of an amazing week at MOVE. It was my first MOVE experience, I've told you guys this before, I didn't want to go to MOVE because I thought church camp was lame, but I got roped into it because I thought that there was going to be cute girls there, so I decided, man, this is what I want to do, I want to go to MOVE and get some ladies, right? Guys, are you with me on that one? No. So I went to move for one purpose. That was to get some digits. But God had a different plan. And I found myself on a trail outside in Colorado, hiking up a mountain, literally walking with God. Not just, not just figuratively walking with God, but God like, was by my side. The presence of the Lord was with us. The presence of the Lord is with you, and there might be a spot in your life where you feel the presence of the Lord a little bit better than other places. So I'm walking up this mountain, and I make these commitments to God. I start to open my mouth. God, my life is going to change. You know, when I get back to school, when I get back to Indiana, my life with you is going to be different. People are going to know you through me. I sat on this rock and I took this picture. I said, God, I want you to remind me of who you are through this mountain. I want you to remind me who you are and the commitment that I made on this rock, right? The commitment that I made for you. So I took out my Kodak, you know, the one that you can have to rewind when you take the picture. And I snapped this picture. This picture stayed in my room on my dresser. And it was a constant reminder. And this picture has been in my office uh, since I've been a youth minister. It's been a constant reminder of my commitment to Jesus. I would love to tell you that I came off that mountain, not just the mountaintop, the journey, uh, the, the hike, but also the mountaintop experience of MOVE, bringing the good news of Jesus and telling everybody about who he is. It started off with this huge, loud, booming voice. This is who Jesus is in my life. This is who Jesus is and who who Jesus could be in yours. And that loud boom started to, to digress into a soft word, then a quiet whisper, and then complete silence. Because the relationship between talk and work is death. I'll say that again. The relationship between talk and work is death. I don't know if you've been there before of talking the talk. I would suspect that you have. I would suspect that at one point in your life, you said, man, I'm going to do this. And you had every intention of doing so. And then it Gradually became a whisper to silence and stopped. Maybe you had that experience today. Maybe it's been this week. I don't know what it's been for you, but we're going to talk about it right now. Okay. When's the last time you said that you were going to do something and then didn't do it? Talk to your neighbor. Go. All right, what's one thing that you said you were going to do but didn't do it? I want to hear from you. Homework. Homework. Yeah, every day. What else? Over here. What's that? Workout for, Work for prom. Nice. We got some swole bros in the house next week. It's actually this Saturday, right? Woohoo. All right, what else? going to go to bed early last night. You were going to go to bed early last night. How'd that pan out? No bueno. Gage, I know you have one. Oh, you don't have one right now? What do you got, boys? When I told my mom I my room. When you told your mom you cleaned your room. You didn't do it? I'm surprised. What else? One more over here. What do you got back here? Levi, you got something? Clean the room. Clean the room? Okay, that's a classic example. All right. So, hey, show of hands, who's been here before? Who's said that they're going to do something and then turn around and not do it? All right, every hand should be raised in the room. Every hand, except for Joe Liberatore. He's... We won't talk to Trish. So, we've all been there where we've said that we're going to do something and then end up not doing it. Why is that? Why is that? So, I've said this before, but research shows that when we... This is crazy to me. When we talk about doing something... Our brain actually starts battling for resources, and we end up not doing it because we trick our minds. We trick our minds to think that we actually did it. When we talk about doing something, we set goals even. There's, there's a, there's a, we, we release chemicals in our mind, in our head, dopamine, that gives us enjoyment, pleasure, and it actually tricks us to think that we, we, we actually did some, some work when we didn't. I know we've all been there where we've talked about doing maybe some big dreams. we talked about these huge aspirations that we want in our lives. Every single one of us. I mean, ask my wife. I come up with a dream every single day. and I fall short every single day. I want to do this. I want to do that. I mean, I have lists and lists and lists of goals and goals and goals that I aspire to do. I have every intention of doing it. But here's the deal. The more I talk about it, the less I actually do. The more I talk about going to the gym, the less I actually go to the gym. The more I talk about cleaning my room, the less I actually clean my room. The more I talk about living for Christ, the less I actually live for Christ. We've all been there before. So, so why is it for you? Why for you? What, what excuse for you? And we're, we're going to share this question that's on the screen. Why is it so hard for you to do the things that you aspire to do? Okay, ready? Share that real quick with your name. All right, I want to hear from you. Why is it so hard to do the things that we say we're going to do? Why is it so hard? You get tired. Lazy. What was it? Lazy. lazy. Get tired, lazy. What else? Over here, this section. Why is it so hard? Lack of time. Lazy. Lazy? What was it? Lack of time. Unmotivated. Unmotivated. Distractions. Come on, rattle. Excuses. Not good at time management. I heard someone over here. Was that procrastination? What else? Games. Doing too much. Games. Distractions like video games. Okay. <laughs> A couple more over here. Afraid to do it. Afraid to do it. Apathy. Youch. What was it? Slept, slept in. Distractions. Apathy. Being afraid. Laziness. Tired. The excuses go on and on and on, right? Excuses go on and on and on. Why we don't do the things that we aspire to do. Listen to me. Peter's story is one that we can identify with. Peter's struggle is one that every single one of us can identify with. Who has been Peter in their life? All of us. Absolutely all of us. All of us have told Jesus, man, this is what I'm going to do. Or this is what I'm not going to do in Peter's case. Oh, no, Lord, I won't deny you no, absolutely not. You're crazy. I would never do that. Peter, I'm telling you, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, no, no way. Jesus, you're my homeboy. No way. I wouldn't do that. Before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. You know, I bet I could place you at a particular scene one that's very similar to my story. I bet I could place you at a particular scene, a particular place, whether it be superstar, believe, mix, or move, some camp, some high moment, mountaintop experience in your life where you made some claims to Jesus and said, Jesus, I'm going to start doing this or I'm going to stop doing this. And soon thereafter, Before the rooster crowed, we did the very thing that we set out not to do. Or we didn't do the thing that we aspired to do. Talk is cheap. And so why do we do it? You guys are exactly right. There's two reasons that I could probably sum it all up. Two main categories of the reasons why we don't do the things that we aspire to do. And here they are. The first one is self-awareness. Self-awareness. Here's the thing that's crazy about Peter. And what's also crazy about us, we look at Peter a lot of times. I don't know if you've done this. Maybe, Maybe you've done this before where you've heard the story of Peter. You're like, man, you're an idiot. You're a dumb disciple. Like, how did you get this wrong? I don't know if you've ever popped open the New Testament and started walking through the life of the disciples and be like, dude, you're with Jesus. Like, how did you not do that? Like, how did you, or how did you do this? You're with them. And we kind of get this mentality of like, man, I'm not that bad, which is true. Like, we all struggle with this. Here's the thing about Peter. Peter knew who he was. Peter knew who he was. In fact, Jesus changed his name and said, you are now Peter, rock, for which I'm going to build my church. Made this claim to Peter's life. This is who you are. This is your character. So Peter knew who he was and whose he was. He knew his identity was in Christ and that Christ was going to use him for huge things. You know... And if you don't know, now you know. Your identity is rooted in Christ. If you have given yourself to Jesus, if you have proclaimed him as Lord, your identity is in him. Just as Peter. And the reality is, Jesus wants to use you for huge things. Just like Peter. So this idea of self-awareness is we forget who we are, what our d- identity is, who our identity, who we are, and and whose we are. And so we put our identity in all these different things: sports, girls, recognition, popularity, boys, games, whatever it may be. All these things, and we start to forget who we are, and we try to be somebody that we're not. Gosh, that hurts. Self-awareness is a hard thing, and it's rooted in character. Behind closed doors, away from all the lights, who are you? and Who do you proclaim to be? Self-awareness is one. The other is self-discipline. So we go from character, self-awareness is a character thing. Self-discipline is a commitment thing. Yeah, work is work because it's hard. And yet we live in a world that we feel like we're entitled to everything that we have. Wake up call. It doesn't work that way. You know, what's said about millennials and I am one. Is that when we get a bad grade, guess who's calling the school? Who? Parents. When we get a bad grade, guess who's calling the school? Parents. Parents in the room. I'm sorry. Stop doing this. Parents calling the school because you get a bad grade. Who's calling, who's calling the boss when you don't get that promotion? Not not Mama. Now, Mama. You gotta count the cost. You know, there's not much in Peter's mind that's portrayed in the scriptures. But you gotta you gotta think that Peter forgot who he was in that moment. You gotta you gotta think Peter forgot whose he was. And you also gotta realize that. Peter may have not realized the cost. It was actually going to cost him something. What's rooted in the struggle of talk, and the reason why we prefer to talk instead of actually doing something, is the fact that we realize, or we don't realize, who we are and whose we are. And we don't realize the cost that it's going to have on our lives. So I have a question for you. And this is a personal question. I want want it to be shared, okay? How do we overcome, or how do you, you, each one of you, overcome the tendency to have a big mouth? What is God calling you to when it comes to self-awareness and self-discipline, when it comes to character and commitment, all right? Talk, let's go. Something practical, something something tangible. All right, let's hear from you. How is Jesus calling you? How is Jesus calling you to overcome the tendency to have a big mouth? Somebody. Who? Bailey, go on. What do you got? You need to shut up and listen sometimes. What else? What's he at? Let's hear from a leader. What you got, Joey? Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut? Okay. What else? Be patient. patient. That's good. What else? Let your actions speak louder than your words. Think Think before you speak. Jesus. Is calling each and every one of us to action. We have an active faith. Unfortunately, a lot of times we trick our minds into thinking that we we live out our faith when all we do is talk about our faith, talk about the things that we want to do someday. And you guys listed out all the excuses. We're afraid. We're lazy. We're tired. The question I want to leave you with tonight is do you have the character within you and have you counted the cost? Are you living out your faith how you proclaim to and has it hurt in your life. See, here's the thing about Jesus is, and, and the reality here's the thing about God is that God didn't just stay up in heaven, uh, but came in human form. And Jesus was absolutely perfect, his character was, was flawless. And he counted the cost, he knew what it was going to take to the point where he died a brutal death. God, the, the creator of the universe came in human form to die for you and me. Man. I feel like that's worth taking action for instead of just talking about it. Every week we get an opportunity to partake in communion. And it's, it's a way to, to take some action. Uh, to take the bread that represents the body of Jesus and take the blood or the juice that represents the blood of Jesus. And what we do is we, we dip the bread into the juice. And we remember the cost we remember the commitment we remember who Jesus was and is and from that we remember who we are in him and so tonight before we get up and move around the room before we partake in communion I want to ask you the question what, what, is, what is Jesus calling you to? What action is Jesus calling you to? If you are a believer in Jesus, if you profess him as Lord in your life, I'd ask for you to, when the when the band starts singing, to get up and partake. And if you haven't made that commitment, I want to encourage you to to talk with an adult or pray with an adult throughout the room. Maybe Jesus is calling you to take a step of faith and trust in him. Let's pray. Father, we praise you for your sacrifice on the cross that gives us life to the fullest. We were able to celebrate that this last week. God, may we be reminded of that every single day. And God, may we be moved to action. May we not just talk about it, but actually live it out in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.